We're live, bud. Welcome to the Small Business Marketing Playbook Podcast. My name is Roger Gallegos with Abram Gonzalez. How you doing, Abram? I'm doing good. How's my how's my audio sound, bro? It sounds a little good in your new space there. <laughs> and a little echoey, but we're gonna either get the echoey or the sultry. So Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna work through it. Hopefully it's not like this for too long, but I know we got an awesome episode today and you know Come, come new flooring or, you know, no new furniture yet, we're going to record this episode. That sounds good. So, uh, like you said, today's episode, I've been looking forward to recording this. I had this idea, and I think I, I uh, messaged you. It was like 9, 9.30 at night, and I am going to apologize to you, but I, I had to get it to you because I knew you would like it. And it, it, the idea came to my head because I was just looking at something and I I, I was an ad on on commercial or something. And I I said, why would someone do that? And so I said, don't be that marketer. And so I texted you right away. I stopped what I was doing. I said, Abram has to hear this idea. I texted you and you said, love it. Let's do it. Because I knew you would like it. So I was like, we have to do this. So that's what this episode is today. This episode is don't be that marketer. These are things that as a marketer, as a business owner, when you're promoting your business, that we do not think you should do. These are do's and don'ts. Well, not really a do's and don'ts uh, episode, but things that we have seen other marketers do or that clients of ours have done, and we're just like, uh-uh-uh, don't do this. Kind of like if you guys have seen uh, um, Coming to America with Eddie Murphy, the, the, the guy in the barbershop that, uh-uh-uh-uh. No, don't do that. We don't want to do that. (laughs) Well, and it's like, you know, like kind of like you're saying, we all have our marketer hats that we have to put on, especially as small business owners at some point. And when you're in it, oftentimes you can't see it. But when you're from the outside watching, you know, these things, it's always funny. So we are going to poke fun a little bit today too. But we've all been that marketer too, right? We have all been that marketer. No, and the funny thing about this is, this is totally supposed to be making poke pokey fun at ourselves too, because I often say, you know how when they say doctors are their worst own patients, marketers are the worst own clients. Like a lot of times if you're going to see this, you're like, Roger, I saw you do the same thing. I'm not sitting here. I'm, an, I'm speaking from a glass house here. So this is, this is not to say that I haven't done these things. And the reason I'm saying this is because I have done these and I have screwed up and fallen on my face. And this is why, I'm sharing this wisdom. So hopefully the people who are listening, whether it's fellow marketers or business owners who, you know, if you're promoting your business, you are a marketer, whether you are a marketing company or not, if you're promoting your business, you are a marketer. I hope you heed these uh, words of advice because they come from experience, uh, oftentimes painful experience. And as a marketer, we're always failing forward, improving, testing things. We've talked about that. And uh, that's where we're getting started. So it's a process. And I know that you've got some stuff that you want to share. By the way, folks, we do not share our list that we're bringing to the table here today because we thought it would be way more interesting to see what each other had in store for the episode. So, Roger, why don't you share with us, if if you think it's cool, like time to transition, like let's talk about some of the the don't, like 
Don't be that marketer. Okay, well, don't be that marketer that goes into your marketing efforts without a plan. Now, if you listen to our very first episode where we shared the 10 rules to marketing, the first five of them, one of the rules was going with the strategy. So this is very similar to that idea. I've seen lots of marketers and I've done it myself where you start marketing a business or yourself without a plan. So you do what I call random acts of marketing that end up being highly ineffectual. That's sending out emails and frequently putting out random messages on social media or not having a plan for your website. So what ends up happening, you have a disjointed message. So anybody that might be interested or following you, they either lose thread of what you're talking about, they lose interest and they go with somebody else, or they just don't flat out understand you. So, or they don't hear from you and they just kind of ignore you. So what you want to do is you want to have that plan. You need to have something that ties together your strategy or your uh, plan of attack when it comes to promoting your business. So like symptoms of that, I think you touched on that. One of them is just like kind of posting willy-nilly on social media. What do you think are some other symptoms that you would be able to tell if you're being that marketer that's going in without a plan? I mean, I know the symptom that's obvious is you don't have a plan, right? But we don't think about it like that when we're in the trenches. Well, I think the symptoms, if you have to kind of look at the end results or maybe if you want to think of it this way, the, the lack of results that you're getting, from your marketing, like a good symptom that is if people aren't getting the right message. So if you're getting people that are going to your website or seeing something from your email marketing or from your social media and they're, they're misinterpreting it, like they're saying, oh, well, I thought this was 10% off or I thought this, was, this special was this weekend or whatever. If they, they're getting that message from somewhere or, you know, a classic example of this is if people think your hours are wrong. They're getting those hours from somewhere, whether it's your Google Places, whether it's your website, social media. If you're constantly getting people telling you, I thought you opened at 10 or I thought your number was this, you probably have not updated something uh, from one of your uh, marketing channels. So they're getting information wrong. And wrong information to me is a key indicator that somewhere along the line, you have not incorporated a plan because you have not gone through and checked your marketing channels to see if they're all up to date. I think that's a really good one, a really good symptom, right? I think also like another one would be people that are hitting your, your website and they're bouncing, right? That's like a metric that you can read with your, your Google Analytics and things like that pretty, pretty easily. And also in a lot of just website dashboards, you can see that is the bounce rate. You know, if you see that people are, are, you know, leaving at a rate of like 80% or more, or even like 50% or more, that's an indicator that people are coming to your website, like you're saying, Roger, getting the wrong message. It's not what they thought it was going to be. And they're leaving or they're leaving really quickly. Good symptoms that there probably wasn't the plan in place. And it's time to check the plan and make sure there's checklists in place for that plan to get everything that needs to be got. Yeah. And it's another thing is if your email if you if you look at your email marketing, any email marketing platform will have those same analytics. If you're seeing a low open rate, low click-through rate, then your messaging is not resonating, which means, in my opinion, and that's a key indicator to me, that you haven't done the, the homework and setting out a plan to communicate with your audience. Yeah, I think 
last one, I don't want to get too caught up on the symptoms, but one thing I did think about too, another symptom though, it's a big one would be, would be consistency. And if there's like a stop, go, stop, go, stop, go in your marketing, chances are it's not because you like didn't have the time. It's because like it wasn't already set in place and a plan makes it easy to follow or a lot easier to follow than if you're just having to like come up with things on the fly. I totally agree with you. That's a great one. So I think we, we got this one out. So don't be the marketer that goes in without a plan. What's your next? What's your first one? Mine has to do with shiny objects. So like the marketing whiz bang technique of the week, you know, it's like you hear about how hot Facebook ads are. So you're like, I'm going to try Facebook ads, you know, or you're like, Oh, TikTok is banging right now. I'm going to jump on there and you jump on there. And like, you're just constantly running around chasing the new marketing method that's been promised will bring you these crazy, awesome results. That's, don't be that marketer that treats your different marketing channels like shiny objects. I absolutely love it. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> I think uh, if you're a marketer that has handled accounts with someone, you have experienced this from a client that says, I want this or I want that, and they're constantly shifting the goalposts. And again, I think the shiny object syndrome is also a symptom of not having a plan because if you're constantly changing up what you're doing, it's almost like to me, it's like kind of going up a muddy hill, you know, you're always losing your footing. So for every three feet that you might go up, you lose two because you're never on solid ground. You're never able to gain that positive traction that you need to get out of the, the mess and the muck that you're in. So you need to have, your eye on the prize and the overarching goal that says we're going to do this and here's how we're going to do it. And we're going to stick with this plan. You need to have that discipline to stick with it. So what are some of the symptoms that you can see of the shiny object syndrome? So I think the, the biggest one is that you don't have a stable table. All right. So I think we may have already mentioned this in a podcast, but I'm not hundred percent sure. One of my mentors said you always have to have a stable table in your marketing when it comes to the different channels that you have. So a stable table has what? Four legs, four different marketing channels that contribute to your business means that if you lose one, you're still fine. If you lose two, it's going to be a little crazy, but you might, you're going to figure it out with the right balance. But if you're just standing on one leg, you're hosed. And so I think that's a symptom of shiny object is you only have one or two ways to drive business in because chances are, if you've only got a couple of different ways, you've probably been jumping around trying a lot of different ways and you haven't arrived at any that really work or given them enough time to master them, go through the nuances and work through each of them. No, I, I totally agree with you. And I think another example of that is if you go through your previous uh, projects and you see a lot of things unfinished or incomplete or you just have a lot of unsuccessful campaigns that haven't really led to much chances are you haven't completed them through meaning you haven't you know thought them out properly 
implemented them, managed them through, and then ended them with sort of like an autopsy of how did this perform? Where did we go? What do we do right? What do we do wrong? How can we improve moving forward? So if you're constantly just moving from one idea to the X without examining how each campaign or how each idea worked in the long run, because you, and this again, ties in, all the stuff that we're talking about, there's going to be elements where they tie in together. So this ties into the idea of a plan. And so all these things, if you don't have a plan that ties this stuff together, if you don't have a theory of the case of how you're going to promote your business or a system of how you're going to organize yourself, these are all, you're going to have these problems. So if you just do not um, plan out properly, you're going to constantly be chasing the new shiny object and it's just going to be tough to get any sort of positive movement going forward. Boom. Anything else to add about that? I don't. So I think I'll go ahead and move on to the next. Yeah, your turn, mind. boss. Um, and this is a big one for me. And it's, don't be that marketer that is unprepared to handle incoming leads. Oh, I see. There's, 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 a, there's a lot there. There's a lot. And I, what I want to tell you is a story on this one. So um, when you set up a marketing plan and you start having a strategy, you have to have a plan to determine what you're going to do with incoming leads. They could be through email, phone call, coming into your store, contact a specific person, whatever it is, you have to have a plan. So when in my first marketing job, one of my clients said, we want people to call our shop. So I said, okay, so we set up a call tracking number to have people call the number. Well, three months into the campaign, all our numbers, all our metrics, show them doing well. They were getting a lot of good visitors to the website. People were calling the call tracking number. They were getting contacts, all this stuff. They said they weren't getting anything. They were upset. So we dug deeper and we noticed that 80% of the phone calls weren't being answered. So we asked them and I said, well, we see this and we see 80% of the numbers of the people calling aren't being answered. They're like, well, we don't have someone to answer the phone during these because we're busy. And I said, well, you told us that you wanted people to call you. And they said, yes. And I said, but you don't have anyone to answer the phone. And they said, no. And then, so I was kind of sitting there, what do you want us to do then? Because we're, we are generating leads for you, but you don't have anyone there to process them. And I see the same thing with people that have like an unread email box. You know, so if you are going to be setting up your funnel to set up leads, you have to be ready to process those leads in some way or else those people, they're not going to wait for you to be ready for them. They're going to be going on to the next available uh, operator, which chances are it's going to be someone like Amazon or a big 10 company. So if you're a local company and you're really hurting for those leads, you have to be ready to capture the moment. If not, you're going to lose them. Yeah, there's a lot of stats that support that too. You know, that if you don't answer the phone and a certain number of rings, like the number of folks that actually like hang up and move to the next person is pretty high, which I, that kind of blew me away because I'm not that person, you know, but that's, that's important, right? Yeah. And in good marketing, when you're not ready for it, it can actually hurt you. Um, like you're saying, if you can't handle the volume, what happens? You get customers that are underserved. They'll complain about that. 
right? People complain about all kinds of stuff today. You don't need them complaining for this stuff that's easy to solve for that you should be ready for before you turn on the marketing faucet. Exactly. So you should be, you should have a plan. You should always ask yourself, what are we going to do when people call? What are we going to do when people fill out this contact form or email us? Or what are they going to do when they send us a question? And sometimes it's set into a voicemail or have set up a chat bot or set up an auto responder, something so that person knows that they're being acknowledged. If you let them know that they're going to be helped, the majority of people will understand that unless it's kind of like a 4 a.m. and my water main broke and I need someone to, then that's going to be an emergency that they're going to be fixed right away. But oftentimes people will understand you getting back to them. If, and if you actually do, if you say, we're a high volume of calls, we're going to be, can we get call you back in three hours and get back in three hours? They'll accept that. It's the unknown where people get a little confused or they get shaky on and they're, they're going to get, they're going to say, this is not the right business. They're not hiring me. They're not going to answer me. And they're going to move on. And then the worst thing about this, the, the worst case scenario is not only do they move on, but they tell a friend like, oh, yeah, well, I called ABC Marketing and no one answered. So I called XYZ and they were able to happen. So I would call them. And so you, not only did you lose on a customer, but you got some bad word of mouth as well. Absolutely. All right. So I think we got that one handled. What's your next one? So this is a trap. I think it's easy to fall into. It's, it's definitely not just marketing related, but raise, raise your hand. If you've ever caught yourself saying, I already know that. <laughs> You know, or, or like, this is how we do that. Or the worst one, this is the way it's always been. <laughs> you know, you don't want to find yourself in that spot. So, you know, you know, mine here is don't be that marketer that knows it all. You know, because that attitude of feeling like you've already got it figured out is the sign that at some point you are going to fail and you will fail really, really hard mm-hmm. because it's going to feel like you didn't see it coming. Right. Right. You know, this happened to a lot of businesses. I think it was, uh, I always get my dates mixed up like 2000, 2004, like 2009. Oh gosh. Somebody's going to eat me alive on this one. But Google, really really came down hard on a lot of folks that were using Google ad uh, Google AdWords mm-hmm. to advertise and they shut that channel off for a whole group of people you know back in the day and that rocked people's businesses we were talking about the stable table earlier and they had nothing left right you asked those people before that how do you market your business They're like ah oh, Google ad Google ads no but like how do you market your business no we just run Google ads like, oh, okay. Well, those businesses, had they spent some time cultivating their own traffic and their own sources in other ways, exploring email marketing, like a lot of these folks got killed because they didn't even have email marketing to follow up with people that were hitting their landing pages but didn't buy their products and stuff. You know, traffic was so cheap that they could just buy ads and, and not have to do any follow-up. They could just get enough people to the offer whatever they're selling and I'll make some money. So what do you have to add to that? I know you got some stuff. I know. I think that's great. And, and the similar thing happened 
I think it was 2015, 2016 with Facebook uh, video. Uh, you know, Facebook video was so popular for so long and it was coming up and people, they, it, it was so popular, it actually sprung a little cot- a mini cottage industry within marketing where people were doing built up businesses just on Facebook video. And then I think Facebook said they were changing how they do the video or the newsfeed or whatever. And a lot of people, they were messed up there. So, you know, that, that not being curious about marketing and not understanding how the industry evolves and it's always evolving, especially now that technology is moving ever so fast, you have to be willing and able to always tune in and say, what's happening. Like right now I'll, I'll sit there and say, I, I don't know what's going to be happening with the machine learning, artificial intelligence and stuff like that, because I think that's going to be the next revolution for all of business. And I'm not quite sure where it's going to impact marketing, but if you're not having an eye on that and an ear to the ground, you're going to be a step behind. So you have to kind of be willing to understand. And sometimes it even means taking a risk here and there so you could catch the next wave and take advantage of it and be an early adopter or something. If you're an early adopter, you could uh, really take advantage of the market. Yeah, man. So I think that that probably covers it for, for that. I mean, I think know-it-alls, the struggle of being a know, <laughs> the struggle of being a know-it-all is that like, Typically, you hear people having conversations like this, and you're like, that's not me. <laughs> yeah. <that's just> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a, I don't, it's like, okay, well, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, uh, next one's you, bud. Well, this is my last one here. Um, and this is, uh, this is going to, I'm interested, this is the one I, I was really kind of interested to in see what you thought about it. And it says, don't be that marketer that does not have your sales and your fulfillment aligned. Now, what I mean by that is when you're marketing something and you're, you're putting it out there for consumption for your audience, make sure that your fulfillment is ready to deliver upon that. I've seen a lot of people where they say, we're doing this, and then they deliver something else. You're going to create a, a lot of bad blood not only internally, but externally with the customers. So you have to really make sure that whatever you're selling in your messaging, your marketing is you're ready to deliver upon that. Uh, interested to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. Oh man. I have so many like stories that I think of because there's been things that I know for a fact I have messed up on in promotions in my 11 years so far of digital marketing where I just was not able to, deliver or failed to deliver to a certain expectation, you know, or like made an outrageous, you know, like, okay, we're going to make a really cool giveaway. But what you don't factor into it is that like, you physically don't have the hours in the day to do that. Mm -hmm. Like a memory that I have that's not marketing related was this one time that I thought I'm going to save a ton of money. I was in college. I'm going to save a ton of money on Christmas gifts and I'm going to do handmade gifts for like all of my friends and family. So me being, uh, you know, super into tie dye, I'm like, I'm going to tie dye for everybody. Roger, I was tie dyeing for like two weeks straight in the evenings, socks and t-shirts and 
oh my goodness, just took me forever. And it's like, but I was going to do that. I, I, no matter how long it took, I was going to do that. And um, that's actually the first thing I thought of when I thought of how I've made this mistake was that one time that I wish I hadn't made that promise. <laughs> well, on a related note, if you email macrame at small business Community podcast, everyone will send you a macrame uh, owl within two weeks. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Oh, I see no, what you that, did. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, no, it's, it's just because, I, when I was thinking of these things, I, I just always see people make these outsized promises that they're not, and you're, what you're trying to do is I understand the pressure to just try to get eyeballs, to get people on your, uh, to notice you, to get them to act, and I understand that pressure, but it, you have to be truthful. You have to be honest, because if people don't trust you, then you kind of lose all equity on that, and it's very hard to get that back. And again, not only are you going to upset your customers, you're also going to upset your employees because then they're going to be receiving the brunt of the complaints and the brunt of the uh, ire of your customers because the customers are going to be like, hey, what's going on? You promised this and I didn't get this. And they're like, well, that's what we do. And it's, there, it's going to be this dissonance. So you always want to make sure that you are aligned, your messaging, with what you're capable of doing so everybody is on the same page and it may take longer to get to where you need to go but at the end everybody will be happier and you'll build a stronger base of businesses of clients and everybody will be happier amen all right so do you have i know that there's a lot of things that we could add to this this was just kind of tell you, we may have to come back and well, you know, this. you know, yeah, I don't have any of this for today, but I'm thinking, you know, we're probably never going to do this one, but the one I want to do is don't be that marketer, like the internet marketer and affiliate marketer edition, <laughs> just because I would love to, I would just love to dig into that one. Mostly because I could just tell you about all the stuff that I did that looking back, I'm like, Oh man, really embarrassed, just really embarrassed that that's the marketing that I was doing, you know, uh, well, eight years ago, say, 10 stay years tuned ago. for uh, episode 100. Don't be that marketer skeevy edition. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. If that actually happens and we get to uh, record that and re and remember this, somebody's probably got to remember this. Yeah. Yeah. If we, if we have to do episode 100. We'll, 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 that'll be our episode. And don't be that marketer. Skeevy edition. So we'll, skeevy uh, we'll edition. Not, oh goodness. We'll do the, the skeevy. The well, put put the uh, put the young businesses away. We, we're getting a little skeevy here, people. <laughs> All right. Well, that is it for me today. Roger Gallegos from Beacon Marketing. Aaron Gonzalez, Digital Harvest. This has been the Small Business Marketing Playbook Podcast. Don't be that marketer. Stay tuned next week for our next episode. Not quite sure what it's going to be, but it's going to be a blast. Talk to you later, folks. Cheers. Yes.